Hello and welcome to another episode of Live Stories. I'm your host and sometimes referee, Zach Sad Pearson. And today I'm joined by Swaggin' Zord himself, a one swag dragon. What's good? And I'm also joined by longtime future veteran, the Wakandan ambassador to United States military, a long overdue Romulus, the Goth Slayer. 365 days left. Quite literally. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this one is uh, uh, what I like to call a roommate story. Or uh, I'll just say two short stories from roommates previously put together and molded into one. Um, because, well, each story individually ain't that long. Feel free to ask questions or, you know, laugh out loud. I do it all the time. All right. So due to... Uh, Legal reasons at the time, I pretty much was not able to live in, well, the place I was living at, and I was crashing at a friend's place. No, there was no criminal activity. In fact, I kind of wish it was because at least that way I, it would, my, my life would have made sense for that five, six month time span. So I went to do a job. Like stand up shit. I went to do some stand up shit in a state that wasn't Illinois, where I'm from. Apparently, my roommate shit got stole or broken into and stole, but I didn't fucking do it. But without asking me or talking to me or checking if my shit was stole, they decided I did it. Right? So when I come back, police show up. I get paperwork saying I'm ready to get a restraining order on me or some shit. I can't be in this same vicinity at the same time. It's like, you motherfuckers know I live here, right? Like literally six, seven white police officers show up. I'm not obviously not about to fight this many all at once in public with witnesses. So I take my shit and go. So I started uh, doing the paid couch hop routine, you know, that type of life. Whilst I got my legal defense shit together. So that's why I was living in Chinatown for a little bit. And but just so we're clear, this is before the military stuff. So, in fact, this is some of the shit that led into it, trying to recoup my losses. So, um, speed forward to two particular roommates going to my old college. Uh, a one Lord Zenkai, the official Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonator of the group. He's been on a few episodes. This is when me and him first met. And, well, the original owner of Token Games, both the company and the name, uh, who at the time is referred to as Vincent Shields. Now, I just want to provide context and timeline-wise because Vincent isn't a Vincent anymore. Um, but just so you know, this is how you know it's in the past. So, one day... Me, Sean, are in Vincent's room, and Sean's giggling. Or, and for the record, uh, Lord Zinkai is Sean. Uh, so, like, bro, you okay? His screensaver. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you like Street Fighter versus Tekken. I mean, and I asked Vincent this. Like, I mean, yeah, there's a, they could literally stand to improve it, because if you know anything about Street Fighter versus Tekken, 
there was a lot of issues, but the primary issue was the lack of investment in doing a lot of patching over time and stuff, you know? So that game came out. Poison, I think, was in a default cast, or she was like, you know, first month or second month DLC, right? So I have nothing against it. And I was like, hey, man, you feel how you feel about Poison? Like, it's not like that. It's like, I didn't say it was. And I'm kind of saying it like a question. Now, for those who aren't aware, we're all aware, but I'm talking about for the people who are going to listen to this later. Poison, who I'm also going to put up just for reference, is a Street Fighter, or rather a Capcom character, who bounces between beat-em-up games and fighting games as either playable or a cameo. Poison is possibly one of, if not the, first transsexual video game character from Japan or at a bare minimum first transsexual video game character Capcom ever made when I say the first they didn't even have the transsexual moniker or name they used to call them new halves they didn't stop because it was offensive they just came across the whatever the uh, Japanese equivalent of the word transsexual is but they were initially called new halves New halves were specifically um, uh, pre-op, pre-op transsexuals, and uh, I have a problem with the character. I didn't have, I didn't even have like a punny joke or anything. I, I actually did play the character a little bit. I don't like Hugo. I do find it a little bit weird that they're dating, not because is you transsexual, no, because Hugo does not look like a human being. Hugo looks like Frankenstein stole somebody's skin. Then he realized he didn't have enough. So he bleached Shaq's skin so he can get it to be that big. Reminder of what Hugo looks like. It's like somebody punched Sylvester Stallone in the face a few too many times. Yeah, he's supposed to be like eight foot two or some shit. I don't know. But that's why. You know, it's called odd couple effect. You don't hate the people separately or together, but it's odd that they are together. That type of thing. So I was like, look, I, I, I don't have nothing to say, bro. You know, she's actually a girl, right? I was like, no, she's not. But again, I don't actually have a comment, bro. I'm, I'm good with it. So at this point, Sean is laughing to steal. Then I realized he's combating me because Sean's laughter is on some level making Vincent insecure or something. I don't really know what's going on in his head. I just knew that the longer this conversation drew out, the more he was looking suspect. Not that I have a problem with suspect. So he tries to have this back and forth debate with me about it. Sean eventually gets bored. And I was like, Hey, look, I'm just going to leave. Cause I wasn't even going that route, bro. And I go and do shit in TV. Sean was next to me because it was one of those uh, giant sectional couches. So the couch is basically like a really long capital L or a V, if you will. So we both had room and shit to stretch out. So I, I uh, speed forward to a few days later. And I'm just randomly in the kitchen. I'm not saying anything bad or negative. I even said what's up to him. And just out of nowhere, Vincent goes... You do know she actually is a girl, though. What do you mean she's not actually a girl? Holy shit, man. 
So I was like, hey, look, Vince, do you want me to legitimately give you Poison's origin story? Because I do know it. In fact, I even watched a documentary on it before I even, you know, came here. Just because I was curious because apparently Capcom USA was saying some cryptic shit that was throwing people off. Poison has a very unique history as far as Capcom characters. So, I explained to him why Poison is trans. Not, um, not female outside of Japan, trans in Japan. Poison is, in fact, a trans. It's just a matter of what type. Um, so... What ends up happening is, damn it, I say that too much on these episodes. I give him the link. I go on his computer and I say, hey, you go ahead and look at that whenever you feel. He even had a new picture of poison this time. And I was just like, okay, let me just leave before I start laughing because he'll misinterpret that or become insecure about it or some shit. Right? So, I'm doing something with Sean. I don't know if we was watching Netflix. I don't know if I was playing Tomb Raider and he was helping me. By the way, shout out to Sean. He got them good eyes. Or fucking I was playing Uncharted 3 because I thought Uncharted 3 was the shit. And I found it weird that Vincent had this penchant to buy games, then not fucking play the games, even though he got time to play the games. It was weird. I left it alone. So then all of a sudden out of nowhere, he comes out and says, see, I knew Poison was a girl. So Sean rolls his head, his eyes in the back of his head. And I'm just like, bro, why are you still on this? You know, I don't actually care. Well, then why did you say it was trans? Like, because Poison is trans. But look, I'm cool with agreeing to disagree. And I don't remember what the fuck Vincent started saying at that point. It basically turned into a rant and I don't understand what the rant was genuinely about. But it was basically ended with me going in his room and I'm like, bro, bro, did you watch the video I gave you? So he starts trying to quote some facts and shit about stuff Capcom said. I was like, bro, you're quoting Capcom of North America who, and you're quoting people who didn't even work at the company when Poison was made. Can they look up the stuff? Yes, but guess what? That doesn't mean the person who made Poison even still works there. I've seen actual... Sprite outlines for poison. You know that, right? They don't just have those online. They have only one worth mentioning, but it's also in a documentary. Go watch the documentary. If you want to continue this conversation, go watch the documentary. Not to mention, let's not forget he has a whole entire folder of poison shit on his computer. I didn't go in him, but I acknowledge it's there and I'm pretty sure I know what's in there. I go take a shit. I come back out. Again, I'm... Doing something with Sean or me and Sean are watching TV in the living room. Shit you not again. The next day. This time Sean isn't around. Don't know what this is about. I went in to say something like, hey, uh, I'm going to run to the subway, which was across the street or something. And I was asking him, hey, did you want anything while I'm in there? Or I said, I think you remember you told me you had to pick something up. So then he goes into some poison shit again. So then I ask him point blank again. Did you watch the fucking poison documentary that's specifically about poison sex? So after two or three minutes of fucking around, he just says no. 
Now Sean hears his stuff, and he, or Sean's back, and he hears his stuff. He's like, is he on the poison thing again? Like, yes. Ugh. Sean basically said what I was thinking at this point. So I was like, hey, tell you what, tell you what. I'm going to make this easy for you. Sit in your chair, pull up the link. I'm not going to watch that old thing. I know you're not, but I don't feel like having you lie to me anymore. So I skipped forward to literally like the last three minutes of the documentary. Confirm, Poison is trans. However, because they weren't sure if they were getting some type of bullshit trouble, which led to Billy and Jane, Billy and uh, some other character being made and replacing them in some versions of the game, uh, Roxy and Poison. Poison is a post-op transsexual in Japan. But once Poison leaves Japan, I mean a pre-op transsexual, but once Poison leaves Japan, is made into a post-op transsexual. So there was never a point where there was a female poison. The closest you can get is her good friend, Roxy. And he just sits there, flabbergasted and dumbfounded. And I was like, hey, 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 uh, Vince. You do realize there was no fucking reason to even drag this shit out, right? I'm not going to stop you from looking at poison. And Sean in the background goes, I'll make fun of you, though. I was like, but Sean will probably make fun of you. But you've earned it at this point. I don't see what the big deal is. There wasn't a big deal. So I leave his room. He closed the door. And me and Sean just say to each other, like, he just needs to come out and admit to himself he's either gay or bisexual. Yeah, totally. And now, and now Vincent is transsexual and is now uh, uh, ordained the name Vanessa. So yeah, suspect the whole damn time. Blatantly obvious. Like, don't nobody, I don't know anybody who cares about poison that much that they would go out of their way to do all that. I mean... That is one way to come out of the closet, right? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it's what you call, I call it inverted revealing when everyone fucking knows it but you. And then you're surprised when everyone doesn't react to you coming out. I've had friends who, like, they told their mom they were coming out. They wanted to have a room full of support in case it went shit sideways. And uh, his mom straight up said to him, is there any mac and, mac and cheese left in the refrigerator? Mom, did you hear me? Yes, I'm not deaf. Is there any mac and cheese in the refrigerator? If not, I'm going to go get a little bit more cheese. I've been getting into Havarti recently. Havarti is a type of cheese. Why are you ignoring my existence? Like, how am I ignoring your existence? You're not acknowledging and you don't want me to be gay. Like, I didn't say that. I just said, is there any cheese left? Is there any macaroni and cheese left in the refrigerator? So I get up because I'm trying to hide my laughter, unlike other people. And I go try to look in there and I like say, yeah, there's some I've already left. And and then she goes like, do you really think it was a secret? And everyone in the room just can't hold it in. But I'm slick. I dip off to the bathroom and giggle. But yeah, on the to story, too, because like I said, this is going to be short. Uh, story two is. uh, Well. How to put this <laughs> story two is kind of scary 
if you realize he got the idea from a YouTuber who's getting pretty famous. I won't say his name because I don't actually remember his name. And I didn't watch the video on my account, so I can't pull it up from my history. But, uh, I had a friend who was, uh, I'm just coming out and saying he was, he was one of the most dangerous kinds of autistic. The kind where you're not sure if this is a sociopath, psychopath in the making who's going to shoot up a school one day. I know I like to make jokes normally, but I hope you can tell by the lack of comical uh, uh, indentation and textualization in my voice that I'm being serious. He didn't stay my friend for too much longer because I knew shit was going to go down. Mind you, I ended up being right uh, three days later. Let's just say they went away to jail for a long time. But anyways, I had a friend who apparently learned or realized through me just random telling stories in a hotel. I had got five or six of my friends at the time hooked up and three of them had gotten married. So people started making it's 50 puns every time I would walk into a room or out of a room or do 50s patented uh, sampled laugh. Ha ha. You know, just random teasy shit. Nothing too serious, right? So, peep this. Uh, the party's ended. We're all going home for the day. It was one of those random hotel parties. Like, they don't want you to have a party, but you're having a party because, well, everybody's over 18. We're barely in our 20s. Some of us ain't even on to drink, but we don't want to be home. So why not go and get a six, seven bedroom suite in the hotel and fucking live it up? We paid for it. And I'm getting ready to get on the train. People offer me a ride, but I don't need a ride. And uh, I noticed that that uh, this uh, extremely dangerous autistic guy, I think his name is Malcolm. He's walking too close behind me and not paranoid because, you know, I don't think he's a psychopath yet. But I mean, like, I can feel him breathing on my neck close. So, hey, Malcolm, you need to step at least two extra feet from behind me. You're invading my personal space and I can feel your breath on me, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm deeply sorry. Terribly sorry. And he said it exactly like I'm saying to you. Like he's Spock or some shit. So anyways, we get on the train. He's like, hey, uh, you think you can help me with this uh, little girlfriend problem I'm having? I was like, oh, well, what is she doing? Like, oh, nothing. I'm, I'm just having trouble getting one. I was like. So when any, anytime, anytime, anytime someone who I even deem remotely close to being a fucking nerd asks me to help them with girl trouble, I ask them the three basic questions. Number one, do you understand her job is to not do everything you say and exist solely to serve you? Number two, are you fucking selfish and don't want to acknowledge it? Number three. Do you understand the concept of compromise? And just because you think you don't compromise in a relationship now doesn't mean you won't later and you shouldn't be afraid of it unless you're, again, a selfish asshole or self-serving asshole. Now, I don't know the full thing of what I said to him. It's a train ride. We were on there for a good 20, 30 minutes. We exchanged numbers. I hop off the train, right? Now, me and him start texting, whatnot. And eventually he starts telling me about these girls he's trying to date. I was like, okay, well, show them to me. Dude sent me 20 pictures. Not joking. He sent me 20 different women. 
I was like, bro, you are not. No, no, no. That's not how the shit works. I can tell right now. I just like, be honest with me, Malcolm. Have you ever had a fucking girlfriend? I don't see why that's important. Really, bitch? Really? You don't see why that's important? So he says zero. Negative zero. I was like, well, that's not a real thing. But um, I told him, like, look. This girl I actually recognize out of this pool. Let's start with her. Here's what's going to happen. You will eventually go on a date with her, I guarantee, but don't talk to her until I tell you to, okay? Really? Are you sure? I'm trying to get sure, but just don't talk to her for like the next two, three days. So this is someone I've known for 10 years. I was like, hey, look, uh, Malcolm is terrible with women. Can you take him on a practice date? There is no implied affection. He doesn't have a crush on you, to my knowledge. Obviously, he does. But he needs help, the kind of help that he can only get from realizing his mistakes. Again, there is no there is no chance of sexual connotation being misinterpreted. I want to make it clear. This is a practice date and he knows it. Like I would drop trial for that. Like I would drop trial for somebody 200 pounds bigger than me. I was like, okay, well, you get what I'm saying. I was like, yeah, and he, Malcolm's not an asshole. I guess I'll help him out. So me and her, uh, Linda... Me and Linda set this shit up, right? Time of the date. The date goes off. I'm not there. To my knowledge, they should have only been on date for maybe 20, 30 minutes. I get a call from Linda. She tells me, listen, he is beyond redemption. You should stay away from him. I saw his list of 19 other people he wants to date. I got half of their numbers. I'm going to create a... He's not getting any chain. I was like, ho, 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 wait on a second. What dumbass statement did he say? I'm half-assing because I want to laugh. I've seen, I've seen some people really fuck it up and I, I try to help them. But if it's funny, it's funny. Like, that motherfucker is a psychopath. He needs to be on some form of antipsychotics. I am not playing with you, Zax. Listen to me. If I am anywhere and you're there and he's there... You better be protecting me and make sure he doesn't come within three feet of me. And if he does, I'm shooting him. Whoa. I know her well enough to know that this doesn't even sound remotely like a joke. So what is he doing? Stalking. But not regular stalking. It's like, there's, there's levels to this shit. Yes, X, just because you don't stalk doesn't mean there's not a stalk culture. I was like, oh, okay, well, look, what is he doing? He's going out of his way to create situations where he can show up at our houses where we work or some outings and make it look organic. But that's as far as he got. And you think he's going to kill somebody or he's a psychopath? Because No, I asked him what he wants in a relationship. I'm not about to repeat that stuff because it's going to make me mad again. And I'm on the train right now. But listen, he comes nowhere near me. He is not invited to anything I ever do. If he even dreams of touching me again, I was like, hold back up. He touched you. Now I'm getting a little bit pissed. How did he touch you? He heard, quote unquote, that comforting someone can sometimes involve touch. So he literally put his fingers all together and he just laid his hand across my neck. He tried to choke. He was like, no, he just did that. It's fucking creepy. There's something wrong with him. He needs help. I'm not going anywhere alone with him. He needs a therapist or some type of pills. Then I might talk to him. I was like, 
I understand. I respect your decision. You know, I'm sorry this went so bad. I was like, no, you couldn't have known he was like this. People like this, they never reveal this shit to their guy friends. They always wait until there's a woman involved. I was like, well, fuck, you would know better than me, but I'm still sorry regardless. Um, can I at least pay for your bus fare transfer to get to get where you're going? Like, no, it's all good. I got a day pass and you my homie. Don't worry about it. Just fuck that guy. He ain't getting fucked. He should not breathe. I was like, damn. So obviously I'm getting ready to call Malcolm and ask him, what the fuck did you say? Now, Malcolm gives me a play by play of what he said, but uh, I got halfway through it before I couldn't stomach it. And I can't repeat it. Not because I don't want to. And it's disgusting. I don't remember it. And I'm not going to pretend I do. But I sold him something like this. Malcolm, listen to me. Don't ever stalk a woman you're in love with. Or you are crushing on. Or a woman who you would let make you her bitch. Again, simps haven't been invented at this point in time. They've always been around, but they didn't have the name simp. And I told him, like, listen, you need to do some hardcore soul searching. And also, I can't help you till you go to a fucking doctor. I don't need to go to a doctor. I already know I have a disability. No, that's not the problem. You might need to be on some type of medication. What, like brain chemistry stuff? Well, that's interesting. That's the first place you go. Yeah, my dad's on that stuff. It's like, listen to me. It is not okay to stalk anyone. And you shouldn't stalk anyone, especially if you like them. Talk to your dad. Tell him you might need the same medication and try to go arrange a visit to a doctor. Tell your mom, too, while you're at it. Okay. Wake up the next day. I have missed 17 calls, right? So I was like, Michael, please tell me you didn't hurt yourself or you somehow lost track of your medications and shit. Hey, you're mean. It was like, what the fuck do you mean, Michael? I mean, be more specific, bro. You said it's not okay to stalk people that you like or you got a crush on. Yeah, the federal government says the same thing too, motherfucker. Well, this guy doesn't think like that. So he sent me a video, and I think this is the title of it, but I don't know the dude's name. Some who, and I don't know why he would even need to do it. Some uh, light-skinned, swole, pretty boy, athletic build, pretty tall. And the video was called, um, Why It's Okay to Stalk Someone You're Crushing On or Someone You Like. And I just looked at this shit because this is a recent happening. Like the other one with uh, Vincent, a.k.a. Vanessa, that was that was close to about, um, uh, I want to say, six, seven years ago. Bro, this shit happened, you know, like uh, last year, I think, or um, early this year. I can't remember. This is like one of the only times I went out and did shit. Uh, because, oh, yeah, I, I guess I left this part out. My bad. So. That whole train ride was how I met Michael, but I didn't follow up with him and he didn't follow up with me about relationship shit until many years later. So that's why, and I get my dumb ass, I forgot to mention it. So that's why, you know, I never saw him at a party again and we never did anything else outside of that again. But yeah, that was a time skip after she helped him with the date. So I was trying to recall this shit like, Malcolm, what the fuck are you talking about? So he reminded me of the incident I told you guys about. How Linda rejected him and all this other shit. Thought it was a psychopath. I was like, oh, fuck, you're that, Michael. I was like, 
look, look. So he did, here's the weird thing. He didn't give me a link on my phone to look at the video. He sent, he did a FaceTime with me to show me on a computer this video. But again, his logic is autistic. There is no joke or pun or intended insult. So he's not processing shit the same way I am. Right. I was like, bro, bro. So I look at this video and it's like this little cartoon character, the light skinned dude. And he's talking about situation where he did it. And I'm just like, no, 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 Michael, stop the video. No, you have to watch. It's like, I'm not about to sit up here and watch this whole shit. You're going to watch this or I'm going to fucking kill you. It was like, who the fuck are you talking to? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm humbly sorry. I'm terribly sorry. So I hang up and I'll block this dude, right? Okay, so three days later, he goes to jail for arson and he was put under suspicion of attempted murder. That does not mean he was charged with attempted murder. And I don't even know who the girl was. It wasn't Linda, but I did call Linda and I told her about this. And she said, I knew he would do some shit like this. I will never forget that motherfucker. I was like, Linda, what have I told you about saying motherfucker? That's funny when you say it. Why? Because I'm white? No, because you exaggerate different parts of the word. And it's funny when you do it. And uh, yeah, yeah. So let that be a lesson to you. Somewhere on YouTube, there's some YouTuber who tells stories and has an animated cutout of himself, which there's too many of those at this point. And he made a video about, and he said, why it's okay to stalk your ex or stalk the girl you're crushing on or stalk the girl you're, you, you like or something. And to my knowledge, the video is still up there. But like I said, I haven't seen it since then. And the world is a strange place. The end. What the fuck? That's exactly what I said anytime my, Malcolm's involved with anything. I mean, I know I'm not a cooch hound and I've, I've said this on this podcast before, despite what anyone says and thinks, uh, in my heart. And when I see a mirror, I will always see a five, not a 10, not a one, but a five. So I know for a fact, most of my friends are my friends because they like or respect me as a person, or they think I'm funny and quote unquote, I give them funny chill vibes, whatever the fuck that even means these days. But you know, if I mess with somebody above a five, it's usually not someone that knows it. And if I mess with somebody below a five, it's usually not someone that knows it. It's because I like them as a person. I want to date them as a person and shit like that. And the fact that this guy just decided I was a pimp or I was a good, you know, matchmaker and some shit uh, off of people's opinion. I was just like, I did not think shit could go south that fast until they say I still have not had an incident that's even remotely as disturbing as Malcolm's was. And again, I want to reiterate, I do not have a problem with the autistic community. In fact, uh, I feel for you and I have donated to Autism Speaks before, actually two times. But the thing is, is just that I know with any mental disability or mental impairment, I don't know if there's a difference between those two. They seem like a relative term. I know that like everyone else who's an individual, a functional individual, I judge them on their character as an individual. I don't immediately assume shit. But this dude took me all of 10 minutes to just think, man, he need his ball sack cut off or something. Not because I hate him, but because he, I agree with Linda. He does not need to breed. 
he is going to do something dangerous. I was kind of right. Linda was pretty much right. It was crazy, man. It really was. So, uh, I was just like, bruh, I think I'm not going to try to have any of my friends do a pseudo date with anyone with a mental disability anymore, just as a safety precaution. Oh, you have anxiety? No, you're fine. I mean, like, you have to take antipsychotics every single day of your life. Fucked up. Like, you don't sometimes know when you should and should not put on certain layers of clothing. Fucked up, that type of stuff. I'm, I'm going to be more cautious of that because I don't want to put my friends through a potentially dangerous situation like that. And I didn't look into it. I didn't have a way to. But for all I know, one of those 20 girls is the person whose house he set on fire. Crazy shit has happened. Sometimes it's even stable people do cr- shit they don't realize is crazy. Um, Oh, you, you don't know this swag because you knew around me. But you ever played any of the Resident Evil games? Well, okay, Romulus, you ever play any of the Resident Evil games? Did both y'all just disappear? The fuck? Or do y'all not realize y'all not on voice acting? I stepped away because I had to start making rock. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, um... Just want to make a few uh, questions for a bit. Like, first off, uh, that video that Malcolm was watching, it was pretty much one of those everyday, this is what happened to me kind of videos. Like, just these animated. (laughs) Hasn't anyone watched that video already? And many others, like, have you even seen like <laughs> these videos of a girl getting pregnant in high school or this one young kid being Bro, a billionaire? I'm asking you, did you find the original video that Malcolm was talking about? Yeah, I did. Holy shit. Well, uh, I'm obviously going to cut the recording at some point, but you show me that not, I don't want to watch it, but you show me that link to that video. I'm like, I want to see this dude's page and shit. Cause this this shit sound crazy, but um no. yeah okay so, uh you two ever play any of the Resident Evil games? Yeah, not not yet. Those games weren't for me. Okay, that's fine. Well, one of the original voice actors of Claire Redfield, uh, who was also Jubilee in the X Men, and uh, Lydia Dietz from Beetlejuice. Her name is Allison Court. Now this, now mind you, she gave me a abbreviated version. One day she told me about a non-fan stalking her, to the point where the police had to be called and her own agency had to confirm you have the wrong person. It was crazy. So, Allison Court has a look-alike that looks so much like her that this dude's ex-boyfriend found her and stalked her, not because he was a psychopath, but he wanted to apologize and try to win her back, but he would literally not listen to anybody. That would tell him, yo, this is a different person. He even showed up at our agency at one point. 
And that guy is mentally sane. He just, she just look and sounds exactly like his ex, which crazy ass world. But that was many, many moons ago. But yeah, like shit, shit like this is unpredictable sometimes. Well, I'd say Malcolm was a statistic, not so much unpredictable, but you get my point. Anyways, yeah. Um, all right, that brings this double episode of Life Stories to an end. Um, I don't know if we're going to continue these short formats. You know, let us know if you like them or whatnot in the comments and shit. And I will see you guys when I see you guys.